0: Here is Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking
1: It podcast where we unpack sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. I'm Bryce Johnson. Hope you're doing awesome today. I am excited to welcome on L.A. Chargers cornerback Chris Harris Jr. Before we jump in, Let me ask you this. Do you need to get your own health insurance? Well, go to healthmarketgenius.com. That's healthmarketgenius.com. Support them as they support us. Chris Harris Jr. is one of the best corners, definitely in recent history, and and one of the the best ever. I was reading that some people consider him the best slot corner ever. And so that's kind of a unique skill set to be able to stop... You know, a receiver, or sometimes a, a running back, or even a tight end that comes out of the slot, and and so he's made a name for himself. And what what's so impressive is the fact that he was undrafted out of Kansas back in 2011. And it's it's always interesting when someone is so associated with a specific team, and then they go to a different team within the conference, and or in the in the division. And so to go from the Broncos to the Chargers is is interesting, but but he'll tell us uh, about uh, kind of being there now, and, and last year was his first year. And and so they're excited coming into uh, this season, especially with Justin Herbert after his rookie performance, and I asked him about that uh, as well. And, of course, I, I had to ask Chris about the Super Bowl when the Broncos won Super Bowl 50 and that's when they beat the Panthers and Cam Newton and if you listen to the podcast you know that I am a Panthers fan so a little bit of a tough tough thing to talk about uh, but that defense was unbelievable that year and so he of Chris Harris of course played a key role on that defense and and so he's been an all pro and pro bowler and, and you'll hear him talk about his family as well uh, stick around at the end of the conversation uh, I've got Probably two big takeaways I want to share with you uh, today on the podcast. So we'll do that in a little bit as well. But right now, here we go.
0: Our conversation with Chris Harris Jr. Intriguing guests and inspiring conversations. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson.
1: And joining us today on Unpacking It is L.A. Chargers cornerback Chris Harris Jr. He began his career with the Denver Broncos in 2011 after going undrafted out of Kansas. And he played there until 2019. He was on the team that won Super Bowl 50. He's been an All-Pro and a Pro Bowler and is a member of the 2010's All-Decade team. He is married to his high school sweetheart and they have four... Girls, that's right. So we'll talk about being a girl dad uh, here on the show today. Chris, it's great to have you on. How are
2: you? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me. All
1: right. Well, b- before we talk football, what was the offseason like, just kind of away from the game, and-, and what does the summer look like family-wise, vacation, and all that sort of thing?
2: Oh, man, it was a great off offseason. Uh, I think I had a, a great work uh, with my trainer, uh, Ronnie Braxton. In Dallas, um, so just working on my mobility keeping, make sure I stay fluid, make sure I stay flexible, you know, um, as I'm getting older, you got to continue to, uh, harp on those things and, uh, me going into my 11th year, uh, just preparing, you know, just making sure I have a great season. Cause I, I still feel like I can still be a playmaker and, uh, with the girls, man, <laughs> you know, it's never, it's never ending right there with them, you know, four girls, um, one at six, four, three, and one, so all babies, really, and um uh it's all about them in the off season, them and the wife, and spending time with them. Uh, we went on one vacation, uh, we went to Florida one one trip and hung out with some friends out there, but uh we have, we gotta we gotta go on one more trip, man, a couple more trips this summer. We haven't planned anything yet, but uh we we're gotta start planning soon.
1: That that's awesome. So I've got an almost two year old, and then another daughter on the way. So so I, I'm I'm not sure oh, I can yeah. up with with you and and four. But but man, what was that jump like from one to two, and then how you handle in four girls, man? That's that's yeah. incredible.
2: Man, we did it real fast, man. We didn't slow down, but wow, uh, kind of just happened like that, and um, it's definitely. Uh, one to two is definitely a big difference. Um, just knowing that you got to learn how to tag team. You know, everybody has one one girl, but once you start getting three and four, um, it's definitely uh, zone coverage. You know, <laughs> everybody has to have a hand in that for sure. But it's you know, when you have girls, you got to spend that time with them. They love their quality time and uh, with their father, and uh, and that's what they want. They just want to spend time and play, and uh, uh, that's really all they want for sure.
1: That, that's cool. So it's Father's Day weekend. What what will you do? What is, do you hang out with the girls, or is this the day that you get to, to hang and do your own thing?
2: I'm pretty sure that would probably take me out to eat. There you go. Have, make me some desserts for sure. Nice, nice. That's the plan for me. Yeah,
1: it, it's always that tricky thing. It's like, wait, am I, do I spend Father's Day with my daughter, or do I get to hang out and watch some golf and, and do my own thing? So
2: it, it, and it's my fun. birthday too. Oh, it is. So, on the 18th. So yeah, I got a busy weekend for sure. Oh,
1: that that's excellent. Well, all right, let, let's talk about your uh now it's kind of your new team. I mean, when I think Chris Harris Jr., I'm thinking Denver Broncos, and I'm a yeah. Panthers fan. So of course, losing to the Broncos in the in the Super Bowl. Uh, and so last year you signed with the Chargers, but this was during the pandemic. So this was at yeah. the end of March. So so take me into what that whole experience was like leaving denver signing in la but then doing that in the middle of the pandemic
2: oh it was definitely hard you know to uh be uh to go in a, a totally new situation you know and not being able to be with the guys in the off season and um, learn the defense together in practice you know i kind of went a uh, season uh new team you know at the gate and how we did in um Uh, last year uh, during uh, training camp, you know, it was totally different. So uh, this year I feel great. Uh, We brought in coaches that uh, that have coached me in the past, that i played uh, or teammates with, and I think it's going great, man. I'm I'm excited about this season. Um, Going in our second year, I feel comfortable with what they have me doing. I'm playing all over the field, you know. Um, So they have me playing three different positions, so I'm excited to uh, be able to go out there and be a playmaker.
1: So what, what does that mean and look like? And, and how much are you having to kind of change your mindset and approach with each of those positions?
2: Yeah. Um, uh, it's just, sometimes I'll get to go play safety and be able to, uh, be free and just go make plays, you know, and read the schemes, read the quarterback. And, uh, that's something I haven't had an opportunity to ever do. So I see I can uh, definitely uh, be a playmaker in that and then play the slot, play outside corner, uh, really is it could be week to week with what how we do we have such a, we have a lot of moving pieces with me and Derwin. so um, we, we it just depends on who we play every week we can uh, adjust to uh, have a great game plan for these teams oh that's that's awesome that's exciting and yeah
1: corners yeah. are you know they tend to do that especially later in their career playing some more yeah. safety and so that's a, that's a cool opportunity and and so going back to to last year as I was looking through kind of your year by year games played and games started, I mean, you've had a very healthy career. And so last yeah. year was really kind of your first year where you missed a, a significant amount of games. What was that yeah. experience like? What were, you know, kind of the the challenges of that? And, and in what ways did you grow? And, and maybe even your your faith grow during no. that time?
2: Oh, man, it just really just sat me down. You know, I had a, a foot injury. It was kind of a freak injury. You know, I had a, a one of RD lineman um, just kind of just, Smashed my foot and kind of bent all the way back, and I uh, just really uh, cracked a little bit of my, my fourth metatarsal. But now everything feels great. Uh, I got to come back and finish strong, and us going on a five game winning streak, you know, and be able to finish strong. So I feel good about that. But you know, it's always a test, and you know, you always got to have it in your faith and uh, strong spiritually. That I mean, anything can happen in football, but you just take it day by day, and just my approach is just attack every day, and that's what I did. And was able to get back and play and um finish strong. And uh I feel great now and I'm excited about what we have playing this year for sure.
1: Ah, uh, good good to hear. And you you mentioned uh new coaches and, and of course some new players as, as well. Um and, and thinking back on on your career, you've played for multiple head coaches. And, yeah. and so which is which is interesting, especially in Denver, kind of went through a few there. When you think back at all the different coaches you you've had in in charge specifically, what are some of the characteristics that you found as common traits that are great that make a great head coach? And then what are some of maybe the weaknesses that you've seen as kind of a a common thread?
2: I think more of the players coaches I've had, I think they've done better with the with the uh, with the teams that I've been on. You know, being able to have a coach that kind of has like a leadership group, you know, is able to communicate with guys. This is our plan. How do y'all see this plan working? You know, things like that, that that kind of involves their players a little bit. And I think from there, the leadership group sends that message to all the, the younger guys and then everybody's on the same page. And uh, when you, when I, the ways we've done it, we did it like that in Denver, and we had great success. And then sometimes we got a new coach and we didn't do it like that. So, hmm. you know, um, and uh, here, the way Coach Staley's doing it, I love the way he's approaching it. As a first-time head coach, I think he's doing a great job and how he's he's definitely inputted us and and seeing what works for us and um, and what's how we can match it to go well with him. So uh, I think that's a great uh, a way when you can try to gain guys' trust, you know, and um, gain that um uh, re- you know uh, accountability. I think um, that's that's major in the NFL to have that. And
1: and of course, you know the the leadership from the the coaching staff is is one thing, but the leaders in the locker room is also key. And so, as yeah. you look back on on your career, especially now being one of the the veterans, what has that leadership uh, looked like for you? And in in what ways have you grown as yeah. a leader? And and then in what ways, you know, not only being a leader on the football field, but also being a leader with, with leading with your faith and, and who you are as a, yeah. a man of God and a, as someone who's a, a family man as well. How have you kind of navigated that throughout your career? Yeah.
2: Oh, man, man, I got married young. So I got married at 23, I think. So uh, from there, man, just trying to be a leading example as that. Just always showing love to my wife uh, and treating her like the queen that she is. So that's always something that. I think uh, we kind of always uh, look for the people that always have something to say but don't do the do's, and I always Mm. try to do that, try to walk it out um, in in truth, and um, that's what I try to do with my wife and my representation in the locker room. So um, as a leader, man, uh, now it's just being able to just help guys, you know, with life, anything, any questions off off the field, you know. a A lot of these guys are young, and they're just now having kids, you know, they're yeah. getting married, you know, and um, so just being a big brother for these guys, you know, for anything, if they want to talk about God, if they want to talk about playing football, you know, anything, you know, uh, just being that for them. And, and then me knowing this system, I've been in this system, this is my 11th year, uh, only one year I didn't play in this type of system. So oh, okay. uh, I know it, you know, I know it better than probably, um, I know it just as good as some of these coaches sometimes. So being able to <laughs> relay the message to these guys and uh, kind of show them the technique that kind of what the coaches are looking for, you know, and for them to just be able to be successful. So that's that's kind of my role in being a playmaker, but also making sure I don't miss the uh, big brother aspect of it uh, for these guys. And um, that's what I love about coming to the Chargers, you know. Uh, these guys welcome me um, and uh, uh, they ask tons of questions, you know, and uh, uh, it's, it's, it's a great atmosphere here. So that's why I love being here for sure.
1: Oh that that's cool. Well it's, it's it's interesting you mentioned that they've asked a lot of questions because it's one of the things yeah. in in life that I think is is so valuable for all of us to ask questions to to yeah. to seek out uh wisdom from those that have have you know been there before and and have you know, further experience. Um, yeah. but, but I guess, yeah. How have you uh, I- embraced that or, or what would you say? I guess, it just kind of yeah. popped up in my, in my head, just this idea of asking questions and the value of that.
2: Oh uh, man, it's just, that just comes with it. You know, being 11th year in the league. Uh, I remember me being a rookie and coming in with Brian Dawkins with yeah. Dan Bailey, you know, uh, Andre Goodman, great vets, you know, they had 10 plus years in the league. And, um, you know, great family mans, you know, gr- love, great faith and worked extremely hard at their game. So those coming in and seeing having great examples, you know, great guys, role models to show me the way of how to do it as a young player. And now me being able to translate that to these guys.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. Brian Dawkins has been a guest on the show. Awesome. Awesome, man. Yeah. And And so. For you, Chris, I uh, would love to hear a little bit about your your faith journey yeah. and and so you. From what I understand, you grew up in the faith, but but what have yeah. been some of the the key moments or key seasons of life where you've really experienced God? You, you've experienced growth and 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 have uh, yeah, just just understood God's grace and love in in kind of significant ways throughout your life.
2: Oh yeah, like you said, I grew up in it, you know, and uh, always continue to study. You know, I kind of. I kind of, I'm in the word all the time, you know, uh, just understanding it kind of as a scholar. So that kind of, the way I treat football, uh, that's the way I treat the Bible, you know, and and trying to understand that. And I attack it the same way as I do um, playing, as I do work. So um, that's the type of level I try to be on um, learning the word and um, being able to, uh, you know, come out with scripture, uh, being able to throw out the scriptures and what's, um, that can help people's life or be able to, Um, help my life, you know, and uh, that's kind of how I see myself with that. That's how I kind of approach things with when it comes to my uh, spiritual life, my faith life. But um, it was just kind of grew over time, you know, it's just a journey. Everybody has their own journey, their own walk. And uh, just being, uh, I always had to, always had to work and and, um, nothing was ever given to me, you know, I think that was kind of God just always keeping me in, in that middle, you know, always keeping me, Uh, humble in a way of just knowing that it comes from him, you know, Mm. and uh, I didn't go and nobody gave it to me, you know, I had to put the work in and, and really believe and really attack things. And, you know, coming out of high school, I only had one offer. Then when I get to Kansas, uh, I started as a true freshman, but everything kind of went downhill as our team, you know, and I was end up going undrafted. So I had to work my way through uh, being undrafted, um uh making a team you know having the lowest uh salary uh, lowest um i think i had the lowest salary or not not the lowest salary low, lowest signing bonus oh. coming in at 2000 on I they I only bought a game and uh yeah. tv for me for the room but uh. it was very slim you know and uh just nothing was ever given to me so i always had to have faith and always had to lean on on um god and be able to uh you know have that have that person to lean on, you know? So it was never anything given to me. And still to this day, that's still I have to lean on to be able to be able to treat, be the man I am, to be able to deal with five girls. You know what I mean? You have to (laughs) renew your mind on the daily, continue to, you know, uh, be in the word and prayer. Um, Just because we're dealing with five girls, you know, then I'm the only boy. It's a whole nother level. And then you have to deal with football. So uh, definitely. So you have to be trained in this. Definitely. Uh, It's not a, it's not something I don't take lightly, you know. I don't try to take my walk lightly at all. And, uh, and that's just what I try to preach to these guys, I try to preach to anybody I'm around is um, take it serious. And we see what the world is going now. It doesn't look like it's going upwards right now. So um, definitely it's the time that uh, you shouldn't walk in fear. You should have faith and be able to walk in with God and just know he's coming to save you. He's coming for you. And um, and that's what I just try to uh, preach to my people for sure.
1: Amen, man. That that's an awesome perspective, and, and and I don't always hear that from from people taking the word that seriously, and and like yeah. you said, approaching it like you approach football. And so I yeah. almost want to unpack that a little bit more. What what does that that really look like practically? Like how do you study yeah. the word? I think a lot of people, you know, they go, oh, I need to read my Bible, but I don't always know how. What what yeah. what if you What's been your uh, actual approach?
2: Uh, With my family, we try to practice the law, statutes and commandments. So we definitely, uh, for me, I I, I try to be a scholar in the Torah, in the Old Testament, the the laws, the first five books of Moses. So that's something that, that's a way of life. And um, that's a way of, you know, you have to eat right. You know, you have to be, it teaches you the way of God. And um, I think that's always a start that I always try to tell people to learn that way And you kind of understand the intimacy of God and how he works because he he operates in specific times and he moves and you got to know how he moves. So, and then it all leads to, to, to Jesus. It always leads to him and everything that that, uh, I try to learn. And um, that's something I always try to say. That's a starting point for people. Uh, That's, that's why I teach. And some people, you know, they might have a different starting point for some people. Some people might say start in the new Testament, you know, and, and learn about uh Jesus theres but i say go to the beginning learn the old ways first and then go to the to the new cuz i think people always skip over the old ways and um they miss out on a lot of key points
1: oh that that's that's encouraging to to hear That's that's awesome and and another thing that i read was uh just the importance that you place on uh praying with your wife yes. and and i'm i'm sure you pray with your your daughters as well so for the dads and husbands listening what what are some of the the rhythms of of prayer and and kind of the spiritual life that you've incorporated not only for yourself but also with with your wife and family
2: yeah oh yeah i try to play pray with my girls every night i feel like as a man i think that's like our our duty is to be the uh, the head of the home so definitely try to pray with all my girls every night um, pray with the wife Um, that's just kind of our man's duty and it's kind of lost and Probably and uh probably a lot of men don't do that, but that's that's something that as men we should do that. Um it's something that is huge for our families, is um teaching the teaching our children the right ways. Um and how they should continue to how they learn how to create communicate with God. It's teaching them how to learn how to talk with, with, with their fathers. So I think um it's very big for us men to be able to do that.
1: That that's cool. Absolutely. Well, you mentioned kind of attacking uh, reading the word through the lens of, of football in kind of a similar way that you, you attack football. Uh, yeah. What about how you play football through the lens of who you are as a follower of Jesus yeah. and, and actually playing football with God and, and yeah. not leaving God on the sideline, but actually your approach and, and playing with him. What have you learned yeah. and, and how have you uh, been able to do that throughout your career?
2: I'm a much better player, for sure. <laughs> that's right, absolutely. <laughs> much better player, I think. Uh, just being when, I, you know, when everything is, you know, everything is in the right situation, your house is in order, you know, you can just go out there and play ball and, and have fun. And I think that's when I'm at my best, you know, when everything's in order. And uh, being able to just um, go out there and play with en- enthusiastic, be enthusiastic. And have uh, high energy, you know. Bring that energy every day. So that's something that I try to come with, and um, that was always who I was. It was kind of was like always in in my spirit. That's who I was to bring that energy. Uh, be very competitive. I'm I'm probably the most competitive person you'll ever meet. You know, so uh, I, always, I hate to lose. So I'm um, a very competitive person, and um, that that once that goes away, then I know it's time to it's time to uh, <laughs> uh, hang up the cleats for sure.
1: Well, well, how do you, uh, remain competitive while also saying, Hey, I want to play and honor God and glorify God in the way that I play. Cause I, cause I think we, we wrestle with that. Cause even, you know, guys that are listening that are, that are in the business world, they want to you know work hard and, and, and be as successful as they can, but not at the expense of our character and, and who we are in, in Christ. Yeah. Uh, what are some things you've maybe learned in, in that regard or, or demonstrated in your own life? Yeah.
2: I mean, it just starts with discipline, discipline, self-control. I think uh, the greats had great discipline. You know, you look at Jay Rice, even Deion Sanders. Those guys had great discipline, self-control off the field and on the field. You know, eating right, the right habits off the field, uh, making sure you know what you're putting in your body to be able to play at a high level. And that's just how I try to attack it, man. It's, uh, it's, it's, never, it's, never, it's never a time where, I, where you can just uh, relax really on and off the field. And um, those are I learned that from the greats. You know, I learned that just looking at B-Doc and just hanging around him at his house, hanging around champ. And these guys always, always are if they're not if they're at home, they're with their family. But also they're also they have their laptop with them still studying, you know, so you have to have great balance. Mm. And I think uh, balance is the key for sure.
1: Oh, that's great. Well,
2: yeah. uh,
1: no, I appreciate you sharing, sharing all that and, and from a football and, and faith perspective. And and I know as well that because of your your faith and because of yeah. the the career that you've had as a football player, you, you've wanted to give back to the community and that that's a key part of, yeah. of your life and, and who you are. And so you've got the, the Chris Harris Jr. Foundation and yes. uh, why don't you maybe share a little bit about that and kind of your yes. your heart behind it and 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 the why and and, and what yeah. all you're doing.
2: Oh yeah, we came out with the Chris Harris Jr. Foundation. Uh, 2012, me and my wife and uh, we just always had a heart for you know the homeless, um, fatherless, you know um, kids that are homeless too. Um, just being able to uh, take care of them, the widows, you know, people that definitely lost uh, mothers that I mean women that has lost their husbands, things like that. So we focus on them a lot. Uh, my wife's done a great job, you know, just being able to she comes up with a lot of the events we talk about it, and then she just puts it into play, man. And we've been able to touch, I mean, thousands of kids, you know, for, since, since I've been in the NFL and, uh, we just continue to do that can continue to uh, try to change these, um, these kids and families lives as much as we can. And anything that we try to find a need, we try to attack it, you know, and anything way that we can help since, you know, COVID happened, a lot of people were struggling with food. So we were able to provide food and, uh, provide um, healthy, you know, healthy uh, packages for these people to be able to help them um, during the pandemic and, you know, stay sanitary as much as possible. So uh, we we couldn't have our camps and stuff. We we decided to not have it this year, but um, hopefully as long as next year is uh, great, hopefully we'll be able to have that next year. But uh, we'll still have stuff all year. We have uh, fun Fridays that we have where we would bring um, food trucks to the kids and, you know, they have like a big statue of me out there, one of those fake statues. But, <laughs> but uh, they loved it, man. And uh, we'll probably – we just got to – you know, with, with the COVID, we had to move different, you know, so it kind of pauses last year. But um, this year has been great so far.
1: Oh, that, that, that's tremendous. And, and as far as you mentioned the fatherless and, and so here at yeah. unpacking it, we're a part of a, a men's conference coming up actually this Saturday father's day weekend uh, called man up Charlotte and a key initiative. A uh, part of this conference is actually developing mentors and encouraging guys to be mentors to kids that are growing up fatherless. And yes. so from, from your experience, what, what are some of the, uh, the, the, the things that you've been able to do as, as far as being a mentor man and 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 yeah. just encourage our listeners today to to step up and and look out you know kind of beyond ourselves to to step into somebody's lives that that need yeah. that that mentor and kind of father figure
2: oh yeah man, definitely man. We started out with big brothers and big sisters, and we had different programs for them and um just be that i mean it's a lot of the fatherless kids man, and being able to be the impact for them uh mentor for them and uh doing um now, that's why we, we we focus on a lot of children's homes, you know, tons of children's homes, um, just being able to because they're they're homeless, they're fatherless, they can't even they can't really provide anything. So uh, we definitely focus on them. And we see a lot of widows, man. We see a lot of widows of mothers, uh, of women, just fathers passing away, you know, and uh, we've seen it a lot recently, you know, so yeah. uh, being able to attack that and being able to help those families. Uh, that's what we try to do. We try to find where where the weaknesses are at. We don't wanna be a a foundation that's just you know some foundations are centered focused on one thing, you know, but we don't wanna we don't wanna do that. We try to attack the needs of awesome. um just whoever we can help in the situation of uh, at that time. so uh but um that's how we see it, man. We see it tons of tons of fatherless kids, homeless kids so um that's something that is a great need out there for people to definitely see that and uh try to get in to find some uh children's homes because there's i'm pretty sure there's plenty around uh everywhere that you're at you know every city so um you can definitely get involved there and being able to um help with those kids for sure
1: oh that, that that's encouraging and it's it really is heartbreaking and so uh Really, if we can just step up and, and and help one kid, I mean that's that's the one that's kid, the mentality. Man. That yeah. that's that's what's needed. Well, well, Chris, let's uh, let's end. We'll talk a little little more football, and yeah. and I'm I'm actually excited about the Chargers this year because of the way you guys finished, and and of course yeah. with with Justin Herbert. So from a a defensive perspective, because you're of course uh now you're moving all over the the, the defense, but when you yeah. kind of go up against him and what you saw from him last year in practice, but then also in the, in the games as well. Uh, yeah. What makes him a special quarterback and, and kind of one of these, yeah. these up and coming guys in the NFL.
2: I mean, I was the number one fan from day one. I was Who telling everybody, man, like you bought in. Yeah. I was bought in day one, you know, And Nice. Everybody was like, come on. It might be Tyrod, but I'm like, I'm trying to tell y'all this kid already. I love Tyrod. That's my dog. But this kid was on another level from, from the first day I seen him. So uh I was I was definitely glad uh to see his growth and seeing him now man he's going to be a, he's going to have a great year I would definitely uh, bet on Herbert for sure the way he's looking and with the weapons that we have uh he should have a great year so I'm excited to see his growth I'm, I'm glad I chose the Chargers too cuz you know in Denver we had a we had a, we're going through a lot of quarterback shuffling you know after Peyton you know we could never <laughs> find get settled on a quarterback but I think I hit the home run. Definitely joining the Chargers and we're getting to uh, play with Herbert.
1: You you really did A- absolutely. <laughs> and 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 one other football question. Uh, I'm I'm sure you love talking about the the Super Bowl and and winning the Super Bowl <laughs> with the Broncos. So when when you do think about it, what comes to mind? What 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 is that that takeaway? from from being a Super Bowl champion and, and that whole experience?
2: Oh, man, it was just, we just felt it, man. We just knew we won it, man, the whole week. You know, we had a great week of practice. Uh, we could feel it in the air uh, that we was going to win it, man, and uh, just playing with those guys on defense. You know, I, I would say we won the greatest of all time on defense, uh, from secondary to the D-line, you know, everybody – uh was total package and um uh we had to play the, the top offenses uh to win it, uh playing against Tom Brady, Big Ben, Hall of Fame quarterbacks and f- facing Cam Newton in the Super Bowl. So uh I think we had to, one of the toughest routes to win it. And with the with Peyton on kinda of on the going on the downhill, you know, we didn't have too much offense. So we were able to uh maximize it on defense and be able to win it.
1: Yes, you did. And as yeah. a Panthers fan, it was it was hard to watch that offensive line struggle and Cam have a tough day. But, but like yeah. you said, that was the defense. You guys did it. So that was yeah. that was awesome. I was I was I'm a Peyton Manning fan as well. So it was cool to see him uh, go out that way. And uh, it, it was nice that he was able to rely on you guys to carry him. Yeah, carried him through. So well, Chris, man, great having you on the show. Really appreciate you, you sharing and I just well, yeah. loved your your perspective on on attacking reading scripture and growing and uh and, yeah. and love that so that was very encouraging and uh keep enjoying being a girl dad i'm right there with you i oh on yeah that. man
2: Let's welcome people.
1: welcome so we'll keep it keep it rolling but uh, have a great season and uh really appreciate it
2: oh yeah no problem man thanks for having me
1: absolutely there's chris harris joining us here on
0: unpacking it intriguing guests and inspiring conversations this is Unpacking it with Bryce Johnson,
1: and we're back in the Unpacking it studio to unpack that conversation with Chris Harris Jr. And really appreciate him being a part of the show. Is there? Uh, gearing up for a, a new season and year number two in L.A. for Chris. And and I, they need him. I mean, that defense, they're going to have to be solid this year because the offense is loaded. They got a lot of tremendous players around Justin Herbert. And and I think the, the Chargers are going to take a, a big step forward uh, this year as far as winning some of those close games. Them and actually the Panthers, they were in a lot of games last year and it just didn't go their way. Uh, but But this year, uh, for both of those teams, you kind of got to look out for them because the talent is on the roster. You just got to finish games. You got to close things out. So that, that's going to be uh, crucial uh, for L.A. for sure. All right, so two big takeaways for me today to, to encourage all of us, uh, and I, I hit I hit home on this a couple times, but Chris Harris describing his approach to his faith and and, and reading the Bible to that of a, how he approaches football I, I thought was a, just a great picture. And, and because when you think of a football player and, you know, the intensity, the seriousness, the commitment that it takes to, to be great and, and to, uh, you know, put in the, the effort that that's needed when you compare that to, you know, the effort that we can put into growing and seeking God. And, and ultimately God's the one that does the transformation in us. And, and so, you know, we want to rest in him and, and his Holy spirit working in us, but, but there is a, you know, an effort that we put forth to, to to open His Word, right? We've got to open His Word to study it, uh, to understand it. As as you know, the, the more the more we spend in the Word, the better we'll understand it. As we look at you know different um, different translations, as we we look at study guides, and, and there there are certain ways that we can understand the meaning and what God is trying to teach us as we spend that time. And, and I think for for all of us at times we don't always approach growth and 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 you know the word uh as seriously a, as we should we kind of oh yeah the Bible's over there oh yeah the Bible's great you know I know a few verses here or there but to really diligently memorize scripture to to diligently you know seek out other uh, other you know whether it's pastors or theologians or or people that 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 can give us more insight, being in a Bible study, you know, all these different things that allow us to uh, to really grow and understand, uh, it's key. But it takes a level of commitment, intensity, and it is similar, you know, to a to a, a football player and and how they approach practice, how they approach their game plan, how they approach the playbook. It, there's a lot of similarities there for us as we approach the Bible and understanding. It is God's word. It is what He's, uh, you know, in, inspired. For us to to understand and know, uh, but ultimately we want to know Him. So it's not just about studying Scripture just so that we we know. Oh, this is the the Greek word, and this is what it means, and that that's all good, and it helps us to see God for who He really is, to see the beauty of of His power and His faithfulness and His goodness, and and to see that the Bible points to Jesus as the Savior of the world, as the Savior for you and I, and and so that's the. The ultimate point is that, that we can know Jesus, follow Jesus, and, and understand what he taught and, and, and the character of God. And so uh, that's, that's, that's what's awesome about the Bible. So anyway, just want to kind of hit, hit home on that. Always, always a good reminder for us, uh, for sure. So I appreciate Chris's thoughts on that. And then the other thing that he mentioned was, or I mentioned it, and then he talked about it because uh, I read about it, that him and his wife, you know, the, 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 the commitment to praying together. Uh, I think, as a couple as well as a family and and for those of us that are married and that, that that do have kids, being intentional about it and and you know leading well in that area and you know it's great to pray at dinner, and I think that's it's another opportunity uh that we can you know come before the lord and and give thanks and uh acknowledge him in, in that moment but but I think for Jody and I, you know we've had a kind of a rhythm of once a week, ideally Sunday nights, we're not perfect, but but when that is a part of our our routine and rhythm uh it's it's very fruitful it's very important for us to connect before the week with one another but also with God and coming before the Lord and saying all right Lord we we're, we're in this we're we're committed to you you know here here's what's on our hearts as the week begins we're trusting you and and so that's uh, I think that's a, that's an encouragement for us to to be intentional. Some people you know they pray every morning, every night with their with their spouse, and sometimes that's maybe shorter, sometimes it's longer. you know you figure out what what works and what the what the rhythm uh, for you that, that makes sense. Um, for us, it's kind of been a little bit longer on a Sunday night. that's what's that's what has worked for us uh, th- really since we started dating. So as we kind of got committed as we were dating. Um, so anyway, that, that's a, another encouragement for us today. But appreciate you listening. Hope you enjoyed uh, what Chris Harris had to share today here on the Unpacking It podcast. We will talk to you next time. Uh, we'll, we'll have the live show on Mondays, and, and we got some special uh, podcasts coming up as well uh, that, that I think you'll enjoy. So, so be looking out for those. Uh, if you haven't uh, subscribed to this podcast yet, please do so. Rate, review, share, post on social media and uh, let some people know about the Unpacking It podcast. So thanks so much for your support. As always, I wrap things up by saying I'm Bryce Johnson. I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected, and through faith, I've been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well, and I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Unpacking It podcast.
0: For more information about the show, our events, and other resources, visit That's unpackin'it.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T dot We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, Visit unpackinit.com slash donate. We look forward to unpacking sports, faith, and life with you again next week.